0: Do you know how many times I've DM'd Drake? I actually can go into my DMs with Drake right now and tell you what I've said to him. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> Read your DMs to Drake. Oh, my God. Hey, welcome back. This is a podcast. You know it's true. Uh... I'm your hater, Caroline, and you got a lover here, Jess, who
0: is pretty sick at the moment. Hi. (laughs) It's me. I've come back back from the dead, but I'm not much better. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for having me on your podcast, Caroline. I think this week my mindset is like this is still Caroline's running the show, continuing from Hater Hour last week, and I'm just here for color commentary with this gravelly low voice
1: yeah you're here to you're here to provide the sex appeal the gravel and um yeah we're gonna just continue the hater hour I'm gonna I'm gonna monologue despite (laughs) yeah
0: I was actually thinking because I was thinking when I was listening to your hater hour and like reacting to it in my head especially with the Kevin Jonas stuff how much I wanted to like scream (laughs) the answer luckily Abby did that for me um in her edit and then I was thinking about recording today too and how like I don't know how much I'm going to be able to have a back and forth conversation. And I was like, I wonder if there's a format for the podcast that we haven't done yet, but maybe we should where one of us records a solo episode and then like completely alone, like on your own timing and then sends it to the other one. And we record ourselves reacting. Oh, I like that. That's what we put out, and it's interspliced. And it's interspliced. It's interspliced. So it's like me
1: asking over and over again, "Is there any way to know the third Jonas brother?" And you are just like screaming at me, but I can't hear it because you've
0: recorded it later. Because you recorded it the day before me. Yeah, that's if we ever have issues with like scheduling with each other. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna be like, "That's fine. You do today. I'll do tomorrow." (laughs) That would be
1: great. Oh, I love that.
0: I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, but I loved it. And I mean, can I just real quick tell a Jonas Brothers story? I'm already taking over your podcast. Yeah, you're welcome <laughs> to. Tell me. Tell me about the Jonas Brothers. OK. It's not even my story, I guess. It's my sister's story. But when she was in high school, so I was in college, I I wasn't living at home. She went to a Jonas Brothers concert with my dad because like for whatever reason, she just got two tickets. My dad was like, I'll take you. Her friends weren't going or something. And they got back from the concert and my dad had like stars in his eyes. He was in love <laughs> with the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> and I remember specifically him saying that Kevin Jonas was his favorite, which is like he's no one's favorite. He's Many no one's favorite. He's not
1: even the Jonas parents' favorite. Like, what did he right. say? What did he say he's about not that? the singer?
0: He mostly plays guitar and does like background vocals. Okay. My dad said he was like an undiscovered gem <laughs> and that everyone's wrong about him. <laughs> so I was thinking of him when, when you struggled to learn his name. My other comment about the Jonas Brothers, I could say a lot about the Jonas Brothers. I knew I that you could. Instagram. I'm, I'm gratified. I feel gratified, grateful that my instincts were correct here. Yeah. No, yeah. Gratified, validated, whatever. I was. <laughs> okay, I have so many comments. So, one of the comments is Did you realize that there's a fourth Jonas brother who's not in the band? Oh, Are you no. as not as much of a fan aware of that? Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: no. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of the Jonas brothers. I just like grew up when they were on Disney Channel and stuff. So, I know, I know of Jonas, but I don't know anything else sure. about them, basically. I don't even know which one is Jonas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is the fourth one Jonas? Um, is the fourth one? The fourth oh my one god. Is Jonas. Oh my god. Oh my god. What if what if, wait, what if they're Jonas's brothers? And the fourth one is Jonas but he's just not in the band.
0: Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. You know <laughs> what I mean? You know what I mean? The way that we can play with uh an apostrophe s. Yes, the way Yes. let's make it grammatical. Okay. Okay, um, who's who's the fourth Jonas brother? Is they have it have a ba- younger? That one's Jeremy. They have a younger brother who was too young. At the time when the band started, like he was like seven. Okay. When the rest of them were teenagers. Wow. So he wasn't going to be in the band. His name is Frankie. Oh no! And I'm googling it. Okay. Frankie Jonas. They used to refer to him as the Bonus Jonas. Oh. And currently, there's actually now he's like a grown up because they've all. It's like ten years later. Yeah. And because that's, that's how time yeah. works. Because that's
1: how time works.
0: There's some show that's coming out that I keep getting Instagram ads for. That's like about celebrities unfamous siblings
1: yeah and i've yeah have you kevin ever googled jonas,
0: okay i was gonna say have you ever googled, kevin jonas and frankie jonas are the hosts of this show oh
1: uh, <laughs> that's tough for kevin jonas because kevin jonas was for all intents and purposes supposed to be one of the famous known celebrity siblings <laughs> but it just didn't pan out it just didn't take no yeah
0: he's like i am famous i got the hosting gig but oh i guess my unfamous brother is also getting it that's so hilarious that mean for me? <clears throat> yeah um Frankie Jonas. What was my third and final Jonas point? Oh, <clears throat> I have so many things to react to, even though I can't talk. Um, on our Instagram story, you yesterday when you announced the Hater Hour had come out, you were wearing an orange top, and you said you referenced your high school yearbook page. Yes. In. In wearing this orange top, would you like to tell the listeners? Give us the background, and then I'll I'll say my reaction.
1: Sure. So, um, <clears throat> like between our brand colors here at um, Not for Everyone headquarters, purple and orange, <laughs> just promptly claimed purple. I will say she was like, "It looks good on me." To which I would reply, <laughs> "It um, it looks good on both of us, and orange looks good on neither of us." We have, like, we have very similar coloring, actually, like, olive skin tone. Yeah, so Jess told me purple looks good on her, and I said, I agree, but that doesn't mean that orange (laughs) looks good on me, but whatever, that's what was left over, but I, um, so I didn't choose orange, but I have always liked orange, it's always been my favorite color, because as a kid, I just remember knowing, knowing in my, in my bones that the orange crayon was the most, like viscerally satisfying to color with. It was just like, it was very creamy. It was very wow. creamy. very really? Perfect Something amount of saturation. It, yes. It was because of the orange crayon. I was like, this is what the coloring experience is supposed to be. And um, then I always just kind of loved orange. And then at some point along the line, I heard this quote from Van Gogh that was like, orange is the color of insanity. He uses a lot of orange in his paintings. And I read that I and I was like, this dude gets it. That's true. It is the color of insanity. And so that was you like put a stupid yearbook quote with your senior photo. I think most a lot a lot of like yearbook mm-hmm. photos do a quote. And why was that my quote? I don't know. I was just like so desperate to let everyone know that I felt crazy, I guess. I don't know. But that was yeah, my I actually that was my quote. Orange <laughs> is the color of insanity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like something, it wasn't like
1: something inspirational or motivational or about my dreams. It was just like, (laughs) I feel crazy. (laughs) Been a great time.
0: Have a great summer. So first of all, I actually was looking at our yearbook from senior year, like not too long ago because I was showing my boyfriend. I think he asked like about you in high school or something. So I was like, let me get the yearbook out. And, um. Your photo, your main photo on your senior page, was also it was a picture from this musical that we were both in, *Suzakle* the musical. I think it was from that. (laughs) Yeah, and you were wearing a wig, like crazy outfit with a colorful wig. (laughs) I refused. You really wanted people to know.
1: (laughs) I no, yeah, I refused to get a a senior portrait taken, and it was just like a photo someone took on their digital camera. I think in our locker room of me in like a blue wig and a tutu, and I was like, "That's my senior photo." Yeah. Exactly. But I was really happy in that picture, and I thought I looked. Oh my gosh! I thought I was fucking best. cute.
0: I'm gonna be honest, I thought I looked fucking cute, and I think I did. I did look cute. I did look cute, and I'm pretty sure he looked at your page and was like, "This makes sense." So <laughs> it stands stands the test of time. Test of time. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, my page, and the reason I brought this up is because. I had a Jonas Brothers quote on my senior yearbook page. So if you think your Van Gogh reference wasn't cool, you're wrong. My Jonas Brothers (laughs) reference wasn't cool. What's the quote? And Um, which Jonas? Or was it a collective quote? It's a quote from a song. It's a lyric.
1: Okay, Um, so because my
0: sister and I probably written by none of them. Yeah, exactly. Some guy wrote (laughs) Charlie Puth or something. Um, (laughs) It. What song is it? It's from the song "That's Just the Way We Roll." Which like was one of me and my sister's favorite songs. I have so many fond memories of the Jonas Brothers. It? Can you give
1: us an excerpt in this voice? In right this voice, right now? that's what's
0: gonna make it so special. <laughs> yeah, in this voice. Okay. The lyric was like, "And I know we get a little crazy, and I know we get a little loud, Aww. and I know we're never gonna change. Shake it. We are wild. We are free. We are more than just freaks." <laughs> That's just the way we roll? Something like that. Whoa! I could sound a lot better on that if I wasn't sick right now. That was really difficult. You know what's great, though, is that you can still hear through your illness what a good singing voice you have. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So, yeah, Caitlin and I used to, like, religiously, whenever we were in the car together, play the Jonas Brothers. We still do it to this day, like, blast it and sing along. Um, I feel like my excuse for loving them was that I had a sister who was four years younger than me, so I could like get away with it a little more. Yeah,
1: that's why I fucked with a lot of Caillou. Yeah, exactly. You remember Caillou? I had a sister Julia is so much I, younger than I had than a you. sister who eight years younger than me. I was like, I can't hang out today. I gotta watch Caillou.
0: <laughs> Caillou was like really freaking soothing. Like that guy. Yeah. Wise beyond his years. He was well, like. Well, he was like a, baby? A, a little monk. He was a little
1: bald four year old. Yeah. Y'all know that's Caillou?
0: Right. Y'all should look up Caillou.
1: Yeah. yeah. Does Caillou
0: mean... Is that a French word? It sounds very French. I think it might mean pebble. Maybe I'm making that up. Okay, I'm going I'm to fact check like you. Remember we got we to start that. fact...
1: I don't know if we should start fact checking live. Um, I get a lot of feedback from listeners and my boyfriend about facts that are not accurate. <laughs> Things we say that are not facts. Um, Caillou, <laughs> Alternative facts. It means pebble or st- or stone in French. I got it. Um, nicknamed. Wait, now I'm on. Now I'm going deep on the Caillou Wikipedia page. Okay, if it's sure. if it's on Wikipedia, do you remember? It's being a fact checking. Do you remember how when we had to do like annotated bibliographies and we were doing these projects in mm-hmm. high school and they were they were break these hoes were breaking their back to teach us how to like use the library system and. Proper sources. Yeah. And they're like, you can't look things up on Wikipedia. You can't just Google Wikipedia. I would say Yes, you can. Wikipedia is
0: the most credible
1: it's place the for most any information.
0: Credible. Yeah. yeah. Prove me wrong. I was just thinking that today. Yes, I was can. listening Wikipedia to a podcast. Is great. I was listening to a podcast. They were referencing something and they like looked it up the same way we just did. And there were two competing facts. And the person who was referencing wikipedia one yeah like yeah let's just trust wikipedia
1: yeah obviously so based on that single anecdote i think we're correct
0: okay yeah i mean we are correct we're correct there's a reason that i remember that i mean there wasn't a reason that i said it in this conversation okay. i just wanted to flex my french knowledge and that baby caillou did always make me think of a pedal because he would pebble because he was like
1: oh seemed very soft yeah and smooth.
0: he had a head like a pebble yeah, it like had like a pebble.
1: Okay, so do you want to hear the fact that apparently it's not accurate? Two double whammy. Okay. So do you remember our episodes we were talking about the moon? So many so, people
0: have vindicated <clears throat> me.
1: Okay, but I'm also gonna. I'm also okay. It's it's a double. It's a double. Or is it so, still wrong? Okay. There's okay. no. You were right about one. You were wrong about one. I was wrong about everything. So you still win. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> moon and month do share a root. Freaking etymology yes. it's just not latin i was like oh that's not latin and it's not because it actually turns out that there's other languages out there um they do that are roots that are that are roots there be other roots out that's there i stand corrected however <laughs> full moons do not happen at the end of the month they happen somebody to, told me that too they happened to mm. it's so crazy to be corrected when we
0: are science women <sighs> Science women, science women. Because <laughs> the, the term scientist is actually sexist, so we should broaden it to science women science and science men women. and science non-binary people. Yes, that's so um, annoying to
1: me. It's so it's it is weird to me when people are like, "Why do we have the gender distinctions?" And I don't know if we're getting on a hot topic now, but like, what are sure, some of the for what it. are the some of the ones they do like? Um, uh, mailman, male, mailman, male woman. Why yeah. is that? Does that actually feel important to people do, do, do? Does people feel like that's what like female equality is? Because that's like, I don't need that. Right. I don't need that for equality. We're not changing the word doctor based on your gender. I would actually think that like we could all understand that the use of man in the phrase mailman has come to like represent something. That's not really like I don't really I, I'm a pretty hardcore feminist and, yeah. and saying
0: male woman doesn't do much for me. Do people like need that? I'm pretty sure that we addended the Constitution to say that when man is referenced throughout the Constitution, it's inclusive of women. Right. So we as a like as at least as an American society have accepted that that like man means like mankind means like humankind means all of us. So I'm I'm cool with it, too. I think I think we're all clear. Like, let's get paid more. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) It's a big
1: pet peeve to me when people nitpick those things. I'm like, okay, that's a cool that's the one. That's the one you want to fight for. It's also it's too many syllables. It's it's extra labor. Now we're doing extra labor. Like if we I could get behind like something short hose like a, a mailman and a mail hoe <laughs> yeah. mailman mail hoe. Fine. Please don't make me say extra syllables. That sounds male like bitch. labor male, bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd say we could use that for either sex, so that yeah, would, that would yeah. work well. Okay, yeah. that's <laughs> actually I'm fine with that.
1: Male, male sluts of the universe. It could be anybody.
0: It does make me think about the recent like movement against using the term guys, which I'm gonna kill, totally I'm gonna kill reject. someone. I'm gonna kill someone. It's so. We went to all girls school. Yeah. And we were always saying guys at that all girls school. Like it is known that that's a colloquialism that refers to whoever the people are. No shit. you like, I, I don't feel left out. This by is the it.
1: thing. I think some people. OK, we're about to lose some subscribers. So to get, mm. I hope you're on board with that. But I think some people. Don't know. They're like, okay, I'm down with feminism, but they're not actually sure how to pursue it, and so they're like, maybe yeah. being a feminist looks like this. Uh, let me tell you, it's not the sounds that you're making. It's really not about the sounds you're making. It's not whether you say, hey. First of all, let me fucking tell you what: greeting a group of women as "hey ladies," that's that. Oh, that I don't like. Condescending as fuck. Please don't ever yeah. say "hey ladies" to me. You may you I'm may not say a lady. "hey gentlemen," "hey sir." You can call me sir. That's fine with me. Don't ever say, hey, lady,
0: to me. Totally agree. Yeah, it's, we're brother kings. Like, have we not made that yeah, clear? So we we are is brother is a, kings. This is a monarchy of men. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. It is like an attempt to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to be more woke. I'm going to be more feminist. What are the words? Words are like just scratching the surface. It's not actually what's bothering anybody. And, and, I, and I, I know there's... It's, it's yeah. like an easy attempt to be superficially conscious of it. It's but like, I, oh, I'm... I'm inclusive because I don't there was there was somebody I used to work with really liked him, really nice guy. But like he was of an older generation and was a little bit unintentionally, I'll give him credit, but unintentionally like a male chauvinist in some in some conversations in some areas. Right. And he was one of the people at that company that was like adamant we should stop saying guys every single woman who worked at that company <laughs> don't give them like, a pay raise this doesn't
1: bother yeah, me don't give anyone a all. pay raise but we are gonna say hey y'all
0: now exactly yeah we we're
1: like absolutely not <laughs> doesn't like, bother me the
0: fact that you ask me to schedule the lunch for every single meeting yeah that's what i would like to stop yeah you know that's the part of being a woman that makes it different in a corporate setting like
1: <laughs> And I think I think the devil's advocate, not even devil's advocate, but I think the counter argument to some degree, some people will be like, hey, words do matter. And like, yes, I agree. Language does matter. But I think you have to do like a cost benefit analysis of what it is costing you for your mission. I think like this, it it is the benefit of, first of all, ignoring the fact that in this context, like guys, yes, maybe it technically means men, but like words and meaning and association changes and evolves over time like that's what will continue to happen in language yeah. for as long as we live and actually meanings do change over time i can have a new meaning and have a new association and even with like male man male woman i think the benefit of getting everybody to change to male woman is not worth the cost which is fucking annoying people over something that is actually a legitimate um Mm -hmm. cause it is it is actually legitimate so to me the cost of like being fucking petty about the thing that doesn't matter is not it's not it's not free it doesn't come free to nitpick those things like you pay a price for it and to me that price is not worth it let's focus on the the real
0: shit you idiots yeah yeah really well put i mean yeah Uh, when you said like words matter we we agree like, we have a podcast. We know that words matter. Like, we're we are saying words, words into a microphone don't all the fucking time. Our words don't matter. No, no. But we <laughs> contribute to a library of words that I exists know. in the world. Well, because
1: in my head, I'm hearing people. Because some of them matter. Uh, some of them matter. I mean, in my head, I'm hearing people being like, what about pronouns and, like, that gender identity? Obviously, that has more. Obviously, that has more weight. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the that. The
0: cost benefit is higher there. The, the, yes. It's it's how an individual identifies that's different. Yeah, it's personal than like identity. a word in our dictionary. Yeah. A male bitch. Yeah. I mean, we've solved that one anyway, so I think we can move on. I think
1: I think <laughs> we've solved all this. It's so, I once again, it's really cool how we take these complex problems and boil them down into um, answers. Into,
0: <laughs> into <laughs> words to live by, speaking of words that matter. Yeah. Words to live by. You told me that you had like things you wanted to discuss today, updates, etc. I have little. Oh, I do have updates. I want (laughs) to know yours.
1: I have a lot of updates. First, I would like to confirm. Yes, I. Yes, I'm seeing the DMs. Yes, I have been essentially drinking Tide Pods for the past couple months. (laughs) Nobody knows how long. A couple people wrote in and let me know that there are a lot of like a lot of like mental health decline <laughs> associated Literally with people being like,
0: mods. oh, the reason that you've been like not doing well lately and like wanting to go back to therapy and stuff might be tied to this. It actually, like, Shit. it actually might be because my
1: the the unwell I've been experiencing in a couple last couple months is unlike anything I've had in years. <laughs> I was not this unstable. Going through a massive breakup, like living alone, starting my life over. Like I haven't. You've done hard <laughs> things. I've done things. I've done things before. Um, So I'm going to it up to the tide pots. A lot of people also want me to. I got a lot of diagnoses over the weekend when I shared some of this stuff. <laughs> I'm going to feel free to ignore all of them. However, I have been on the mission of trying to get a therapist. I saw the same therapist for seven years. She also practices in another state. And I need someone in person. I. I. I feel a lot of value from like the in-person therapy. I'm interested in getting a new approach. Whatever. I haven't been in therapy. Obviously, I'm eating Tide Pods. It's not going that well. And (laughs) (laughs) um, The least of your problems is therapy. (laughs) And now I've decided I I saw one therapist had an initial session. It went pretty well. Kind of like a first date. You're like, okay, nothing egregious happened. I don't know how perfect the fit is, but like we'll I'll see, you know, I'll see what the hookup is like. And um, then I had a consultation scheduled with a second one and I just kept the consultation. And that one was actually felt like an even better connection. So now I think I'm just going to see both of them. So I've gone from I zero therapists to two to two and I'm actually really I excited. Actually think
0: that's a great approach to finding a new therapist. If you have the means and the ability through your insurance or whatever to see multiple at the same time, it's like dating. It's like, let me see. Over a few weeks, over a few like hangs, a few sessions with these people. Yeah. Which one is a better fit. And then maybe you'll stick with both. Maybe you'll just end up like sticking with one longer term. But that's not a bad approach. I
1: could definitely see it becoming a problem long term to have like conflicting <laughs> inputs. But um, yeah, it became feasible because by some miracle I did get my insurance to cover one of them almost entirely. So I'm just basically paying for the other therapist. Yeah. But maybe I'll just see them both for like a handful of sessions and see, because this is the experience. This is the experience actually that I had a lot in dating as well, which was uh, you like don't remember what you're missing. And it's so that was Mm -hmm. why that's why when I was like dating a new person, I started I would like force them to come meet my sister or my world or my people really quickly, especially when you're kind of in a vacuum. I couldn't tell. I was like, I can't tell if this is sometimes I couldn't tell if this is connection or yeah. not. Like I can tell that I want to shoot myself in the head, <laughs> but it's like not until you meet deep connection that you remember all the things you've been giving up kind of. And sometimes like putting people in context, helped me get back in touch with that. And I think it's kind of the same with a therapist. Um, You know, when someone's really not working for you, but
0: yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna date around. I'm gonna fuck around these. Therapists yeah, compare bit. and contrast. hmm hmm Safely. Um, I'm happy for you that you are getting back into it. I've been going to therapy every week for the past three or four weeks. She's which healthy. Is she is well. Not something I've done in like several months or longer than that. Okay. Actually, I don't think I've been to weekly therapy in years. Like I was kind of seeing my therapist like once a month or. Maybe once every other week. Lately, I mean, people know because I didn't I needed a week off last week and now I'm sick because my mental health is like perpetuating into my uh, physical health. But, yeah, I've been like dealing with some difficult personal stuff and I've been back in therapy. And let me tell you. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. I mean, and I was like, I really had a moment. The first session that I went back and it was like immediately groundbreaking and helpful where I was like, whoa, I thought that I had it all figured out. I thought I've been going to this therapist for eight years and like I can hear her voice in my head. I don't need to like pay her in a session to know what she would say and how to kind of like ground myself and how to manage my anxiety. Like I've been doing this for a long time. and. When shit hits the fan and like you go back, you're like, oh, shit, I I know nothing. I needed this like and I have the benefit, too, of my therapist is someone I've been seeing for a long time and feel like I have more of a personal relationship with where she'll literally tell me what to do sometimes, which I don't think they're supposed to. She'll always ask, like, do you want me to like, say something a little more, like, give you a push. And I'm like, tell me exactly what to do.
1: I, I, and she also, does it. <laughs> I also do like that. I think, like, in theory, okay, in theory, I, I don't know. You know, like, therapy approaches continue to transform through the years. And so, the, like, whatever, like, the most recommended therapy approach is now and there's a bunch of different modalities like it will probably continue to change and maybe the future one it'll be more mainstream to be like ah, we used to like not give coaching not give direction but like it can be helpful in some arenas and sometimes I find it extremely helpful like that's that's often what I want to hear from people if I trust you if I respect you and that is established and I'm open to it
0: yeah yeah what kind of thing will she give you like a directive on um like how to say something to someone if I'm in so conflict helpful. with a with a loved one so yeah helpful like say it this way or i would encourage you to say it this way how would it feel to say it this she'll way? give you a line reading <laughs> yeah do you think you can I'm like I'm writing it down word for word oh, like oh, hold on a second. yeah when
1: when you're saying that I've done that so many times I will write it down word yeah. for word
0: yeah exactly like rehearsing it in the mirror so stuff like that or i mean even she's gone so far lately as to like I, I'm dealing with a conflict and she's gone so far as to say like you're right and they're wrong which that's funny I really need to hear from somebody that I trust like it, it just instills a confidence in myself that I really need to approach this conflict yeah. and so for her to give me that assuredness of like I want you to rest assured like you're not wrong in this okay so like stand strong and like Make your point of view known and don't doubt yourself. Um, that's been really like game changing for me too. like her saying that plays in my head when I'm feeling weak. So,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I, I think I don't know. I'm just happy for you that you're getting back to it like it does. I'm excited. We're not better than it. We're not above it. The podcast isn't enough, et cetera, oh, et cetera.
1: <laughs> I definitely never thought I was better than it. Um, It was just the experience where like like the last time I was seeing my therapist last um, maybe once a month or at check-ins and stuff. And it would be the thing where I'd show up and I'd be like, this is what I'm struggling with. And this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what you've taught me. And this is the thing. And she'd be like, yes. And I was like, okay, I don't need to fucking yeah. pay you $200 for that. Like, obviously she changed my life. She changed my life. But like, also, you know, you can plateau in any friendship and any, whatever. I just needed a new perspective. And it's so exhausting to go find a new therapist. So. Yeah. I'm also I was talking to a friend about it and they were like a therapist friend was like there's also something really magical about getting to show up as the person you are today in therapy with a new person as opposed to who they met when you were 23. And yeah. um that's a beautiful thing I feel in my romantic relationship now too like last person I dated we met when I was 23. So no matter how much I changed and developed and evolved to some degree you are still tethering each other to this person you were when you first met, which is like, that's not, that's not the end of the world. Like that's what will happen in most long-term relationships and you have to learn to deal with it. But because when that relationship didn't work out, it was really nice to like enter something new and be able to hit the ground running with like who I am today. And totally, someone mentioned that with therapy too. And I was like, that is fucking true. Um so I'm I'm kind of excited. I'll keep y'all posted on my wellness, but now it's it's no longer a controlled experience, experiment because we won't know if it's the therapy or if it's that I've stopped eating
0: tide. Right. It's it's correlation not causation probably on both because it's a little bit of both.
1: Yes. Totally. I I I have an observation. Okay. And I think by observation I'm I'm like camouflaging that it is a complaint, but I'm going to start it out as an observation. Okay. <laughs> it is an it is a complaint. I'm um, I have noticed in life in social media in the Zeitgeist recently people using the word um enjoyment a lot more like really? I'm experiencing a lot more enjoyment in my relationship and um yeah it's like <laughs> it's having a moment which at first i was like is that even a word like the word is joy the word right? is joy i knew where the you word were going. is joy <laughs> and then i i i heard so much of it that i looked it up and like it is a word and and what it means is joy if you look up enjoyment <laughs> and look up synonyms the synonym is joy. So I guess I'm not that annoyed. I'm a little annoyed that the word exists um, when they're both synonyms for, well, yeah, it's a synonym for joy, but I'm more annoyed that people are now saying it as a superior version. Do we need this word? And like, are we
0: aware of why we're all using it? Right. Okay. Yeah. Spot on. Here's my, here's my thought. Here's my question. I could see the way that I would use enjoyment is to talk about, which I don't, by the way, mm-hmm. but if I were going to be one of these people, <laughs> I think I would be referring to like the, ex- <laughs> the experience of joy, yeah. which is joy, but it's also a little bit different. It's like the ability to be present in your joy does that make sense
1: i i i can't see a distinction actually let's compare yeah because joy is like the thing you're feeling enjoyment is like maybe the experience of feeling joy hold on yeah that's how
0: i would interpret it if i had to distinguish between the two but
1: there that being said okay that was fairly you did you did a good job with an inane um question i am gonna say that that's not how people Are using it? They're just using it. It's getting overused. They're using it just to elevate and loftify their social media posts about all the joy they're
0: feeling. So the joy, it's like a word in the algorithm that makes things like right now it's trending. And so if you say enjoyment in a reel, it'll go viral. Is that what they're trying to do? No, no, no.
1: I don't think it's that conscious. I think it's something that they heard other idiots saying, and they're like, that does sound (sighs) smarter. And so now they're saying it. Okay. The definition, okay. hang on, hold your fucking horses. The definition of joy, a feeling of great pleasure and happiness definition of enjoyment, the action of possess oh no, wait, the state or process of taking pleasure in something. So you actually, yeah, you actually articulated that correctly. One is the process of Thank feeling you. the joy, but enjoyment is still a synonym for joy. And these sluts are using it just instead of saying joy. And that is annoying to me because it's got more syllables in it.
0: Yeah. Well, you should start saying joy a bunch. Like, just (laughs) really be talking about your joy, which, by the way. (laughs) Be talking about your joy. Joy. I know they're trying to act like enjoyment. I know they're trying to act like enjoyment is such a superior word because it's longer and it seems more like, I don't know, there's something there's something more to it. But. I actually think like whenever somebody says that they're experiencing joy. Yeah. It really like makes me pause and be like, wow, joy, not joy. I've never, I've never heard of joy. I've never, what's that like? Like joy is such a simple word and yet such a like bountiful um, experience, bountiful. like feeling to have. Oh my God, I'm getting you chills know what I mean. it's, it's, right now. It's such an like, abundant thing, even though it's such a simple word. And I feel like. I might often feel happiness or feel, like, contentment, but joy feels different. Yeah. So, I'm almost okay with, like, reserving joy for, like, when it's really fucking joyful. Like, what's joy? I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? No. It's such a big thing. I have
1: no idea what you're saying, but I I honestly, I feel (laughs) like I'm, like, attending... Like, I feel like you're um, at your church and you're the
0: preacher and I'm feeling the (laughs) spirit right now. I don't know what you're saying. I think I've been thinking a lot about, like, what would joy be as I'm, like, sick and stressed lately? Yeah, I was going to say,
1: I think you've been, you've had a lot
0: of cough syrup, I would assume. (laughs) (laughs) There's just something about the word joy that makes me pause and feel like that's big, like, that's significant. That's big. (laughs) That's big.
1: That's big. That's something my therapist used to say all the time when you'd say... When you have some kind of like big feeling statement,
0: she'd be like, "That's huge! That's huge! I say that. That's huge! I definitely say that. You do say that. It's mostly when I don't know what to say, though. It's more like <laughs> it's
1: right. when somebody's so,
0: telling me a story. That's insignificant. Like that's
1: <laughs> yeah. When it's when something <laughs> is specifically not huge. That's that's just as tell. That's just as tell. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, wow, huge. huge. That's crazy. That's huge.
1: <laughs> yeah for me it's, that's, that's crazy, crazy. <laughs> or um yeah um <laughs> justin's brother called me out on this uh the other day where i was not listening to what he was saying whatever he was saying i don't know what it was and i did my kind of like glazed over face like eyes barely focused i'm like miles and miles away and just that's hilarious and he called yeah. me out <laughs> i was like uh, that's hilarious and he was like somehow i don't think you think it's hilarious <laughs> like, we- yeah, i've been seen not listening
0: yeah that um- is the biggest like as somebody who tries to be funny a lot and makes tries to make people laugh a lot when somebody says that's funny or that's, that's hilarious so instead of laughing yeah i i mean i'll make it my mission to actually get a laugh out of them the rest of the night that it it really like gets under my skin even though i say it sometimes sometimes
1: but you're saying if you're, say- if you're saying it
0: is funny without a laugh
1: if you're saying it and you didn't have a big if it if you didn't have a big belly laugh and then say that's so funny you're saying it because it was only medium funny. It's not so funny. Totally. If you're saying it, it's only medium funny. There's a whole Seinfeld episode where he's dating a woman who just she doesn't laugh. She'll just be like, "That's so funny." I'm pretty sure that's the episode. And he's oh, like, "I remember
0: that." Obviously, one. he can't tolerate it, and neither can we. Okay, speaking of something that like I don't know what to how to how to, how to take it, how to respond. So okay, I'll let you know how. Probably. <laughs> please, honestly, <laughs> please. So a couple weeks ago went to a friend's wedding and brought my boyfriend with me. And so a lot of people who I don't usually see because they live in different places came in for this wedding and they got to meet him. And there was a moment when like he walked over to the bar or something. And one of my friends from out of town was like, oh, he's so great, Jess. Or they said they they gave him a compliment to me. And I was like, thanks. And then I was like, I, thanks isn't the right response. I'm not like his mom. I didn't raise him. That's so funny. And then I was like, "What are you supposed to say to that?" I know that's also a bit like a bit much. Like, okay, relax. Like, relax. we get it. You're dating him. Relax. <laughs> so what do you that's say funny. to to those types of compliments? It's that's like, funny. I I, d- I can't take credit. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, you. I mean, I don't think any of those would be that weird to me. I haven't thought about this before. I get what you're saying in a way. I don't think it's so weird to say thanks. Not ideal, but like in a way saying he's so great, like it is a compliment to you. Cause also what they're saying is like, you've arrived at the place in you where you choose good people, you know, like you're, you're, uh, you know, it's the same as like meeting someone's friends and loving all their friends. Like it does reflect well on you, but I also understand not
0: wanting to be like, thanks. I'm, I mean, obviously I, I said this whole monologue in response. To like them. I said, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, thanks. I mean, I why know. did I say thanks? I'm not his mom, but I guess I picked him. So thanks for the compliment to my pick. Like, yeah, maybe I am his mom. And they were like, okay, bye. Like, this was weird. <laughs> You try to say a nice thing. Yeah, you're like, she's
1: like, dude, I was filling the air. Don't even like him that much. (laughs) It was so strange. (laughs) Um, Yeah, actually, you know what? He's nice. You're a freak. And then she went over. She went over to him and was like, yeah, your your girl's fucking weird as hell. Yeah, I feel like um, it'd be nice to just be like, yeah, he is freaking. He is freaking great. He is freaking great. Yeah. So he's sweet as hell. Okay, yeah,
0: that is a good response. Just like, I, I agree, I agree. I only ever say weird things to that comment. Like, sure. I definitely know that I've said before, like, yeah, he's a sweetie pie. And then I'm like, ew, Jessica, shut no, up. No, I say weird <laughs> shit. I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to kiss him
1: till I die. Like, that's my yeah. response. I don't, all the, all the advice I'm giving here is advice I can't take. Right. I'll just be like, yeah, he's so long. Look how tall he
0: is. Yeah. I guess <laughs> I guess it's the same with any compliment though. Like if somebody compliments your shirt and you say thanks, you didn't make the shirt. So that's a good point, Jess. In the same way, it's normal to say thanks. So we're like, back to square one. like you're just thanking them for the compliment. Back to square okay. one. Okay. I talked myself off the ledge. Thank you. Yeah. When someone
1: <laughs> when someone compliments you your boyfriend, you should just be like, Thank you. I made
0: him with my body. Yeah. <laughs> I birthed him. Yeah, <laughs> that's obviously what you said. I did, And then it gets into something weird about like, thank you. I manifested him like uh, not that. Yeah, he please. didn't even ex- he
1: didn't even exist <laughs> until I
0: put my mind to it until I wrote it down in my journal. Yeah, right. Well,
1: here's a complaint. Yeah, I have another complaint. Really? Obviously, I have infinite complaints.
0: <laughs> my thoughts up.
1: are my thoughts are just complaints. And you're welcome. Here's a complaint I don't think I've heard anyone complain about, but I'm thinking it pretty much nonstop. There's a bunch of, like, marriage-related countdowns that people do on social media. Yes, that's the correct face Jess is making, right? Her eyes rolled back, squinted, her tongue came out. Yeah. There's a bunch of marriage-related countdowns. There's one people do on on Instagram where they're like... (gasps) I saw this the other day. It was like 75 days to go until I marry my best friend. First of all, 75 days. We're a while out. You better not think that you're going to do this fucking countdown to your wedding for 75 fucking days. Mm -hmm. I don't even know when this dude started the countdown. 75 days. That's so. Okay. Maybe like three days. Also, don't actually don't ever do a countdown. Don't ever do a countdown. Why the (laughs) fuck would I care? Who cares? But then I also see people do it for this doesn't even make sense once they're married and they're they're doing it to count anniversaries but what they say is they're like one year down forever to go so let me clarify you're counting down to your death yeah you're counting to <laughs> your death and you're counting down to it the same way that you like are the same way you would tick off like doing your 10 push push-ups. you're counted one down got that year out of the way got that fucking miserable year with (laughs) you out of the way forever to go I guess it'll never fucking end like you understand the connotation of this countdown is not positive right it it makes a little more sense counting down to your wedding like oh get these stupid days out of the way till I get to marry you but after the wedding, you got to rearrange this situation. Now you're just counting down till you get to die and you don't have to be married
0: to him anymore is what you're saying. Yep. Yep. I mean, you've never said anything better. You've never complained about anything better. Thank than you. The, like, thank you. <laughs> it really, it really has driven me crazy and I haven't been able to explain it the way that you just did. Yeah. It's also I mean, it is a symptom of this thing where like nobody cares. I know that people who get married, nobody cares, they're leading up to this big day. It's really exciting. Nobody and cares. then on the other side of it, you're like, there's no excitement anymore. I know so now that's they have to, what like, it is. They have to base everything off of that exciting day that they had a year ago, two years ago. I know. Whatever. It's not. I, I don't, don't like it's it. also I mean, this is fucking hot take. But Nikki Glaser said it at her comedy show that I went to recently, so I can say it and not be blamed. It's hers, not mine. JK. I definitely have thought this so many times. Mm-hmm. It's also like a big reason in in my view that a lot of people end up having kids is like, oh, there's nothing exciting anymore. We got married like the totally. going to school and growing up and having all the milestones in my career and then meeting my person and then having the milestones with them and getting engaged and getting married. All that's behind me. Totally. And now it's just I'll have a kid. Yeah.
1: Oh, I I agree. I agree. And I'm someone who really wants kids. Yeah. And um, obviously it's not it's not everybody. But I do think that each of those things people sometimes turn into their purpose. Like, yes, I you everyone needs purpose. If you don't have purpose in your life. You that's basically depression. Like everybody craves purpose in some form and purpose can be your kids. It can be your career. It can be your hobby. It can be how you fuel your friendships. It can be how you support your partner. It can be a million different things. But if you don't have like a good strong sense of purpose, then I think that's when counting down to my wedding, having the party, getting that moment becomes your purpose and then you lose it and you need a new one. Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. the danger of not having a diverse, a diverse, like, incoming purposes.
0: Uh, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to hear you say that because to me it seems obvious and it doesn't mean that people shouldn't have kids. Like, have kids. Do whatever you want to do with your life. No shit. But I feel like if it's only coming from a place of, like, trying to fill a void because you no longer have purpose, like, just... Check in with yourself about that. And the same goes I for mean, any, any of these I don't know. decisions and milestones. I think
1: it's like a pointless observation. I don't think anyone is ever going to be able to self-identify that they're having kids just really? to fill the void. No, no. I mean, maybe if they're like going to deep therapy and they talk through and th- I don't think they're getting it from us saying it on a podcast.
0: Nobody identifies as that. Like, I guess I, I would appreciate if more people were able to just say it. You can still do it. I'm not stopping you. but like. The self-awareness. I actually do have a friend who said to me who who has always wanted kids very similar to you. She's always wanted kids. And now uh, they're they're like preparing to have kids and doing IVF and all these things. Yeah. So really, really wants it and always has. But also was able to say to me, you know, things have kind of been like slow and weird and like work is frustrating me and whatever. I feel like it's going to give me a purpose that I'm really craving right now. And I was like, that is badass of you to just say it. That's cool. It will give you purpose. I
1: I don't think it's a bad I don't think it's a reason. I don't think it's like a wrong reason to have kids. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe what I'm actually talking about more is people who are just like they don't know what to do. And so something could be happening if they got to share the excitement of being pregnant and having a countdown. The pregnancy because totally. I, I don't actually those are the people I worry like, about. of course, I don't actually think it's bad to want to make purpose in your life by getting to love someone like that. Yeah, it's super valid, but yeah, what I can't articulate the distinction. People are annoying. Basically, if it's on Instagram, 100%. it's annoying.
0: People are annoying. I know, but I'm still on there all the time. I'm one of the annoying people on there all the time. <laughs> you know, I can't fucking stop. That's so funny. <laughs> I. I. Have I seen anything annoying on Instagram lately? Let me think. Probably. I always do. Probably. I have a lot of notes and I just can't decide which way to go. Do you want a complaint? Almost always. Do you want a funny thought that will be short? Or do you want like a pop culture commentary?
1: Pop culture commentary. Okay.
0: And- this does actually come segue off of Instagram a little bit because it has to do with. And we're a few weeks late, whatever. She's still doing her thing out there. Bobby Al- Althoff, Althoff, Althoff. Yeah. Um, Who is a new viral podcaster. Like she started a podcast a couple months ago. I think it's called The Really Good Podcast. And if you haven't seen her online, which seems shock impossible. me if you're a person that spends time online. She does this bit where she's like basically this really uninterested person like a a character interviewer mm-hmm. interviewer she interviews particularly rappers but she's branched out more recently but like really big names in the music business or in in who are celebrities in general and the interview that made her blow up was an interview she had with Drake that if you hear her talk about how she got that interview She had had interviews with like some other rappers and comedians beforehand. So he had seen and become aware of her. But then she just slid slid into his DMs and it worked out for her and he got on her show. And that's what really blew up, went viral. And now she's like a, a podcaster with sponsorships and a management team and making money and all this stuff. So I naturally went into a deep dive about her because I'm jealous. Totally. And... I I just felt like I needed to own that up front. Like I spent a couple hours watching clips of her on YouTube, watching her podcast, watching her interviewed on a different podcast. And I was trying to figure out, like, what is it about this girl that got her here? And a lot of it is luck, of course. And she'll say that herself. And then like a few hours later, I was like, what are you doing, Jess? Like, I wasn't even enjoying the content. I actually don't really. I I thought like some of the clips on Instagram are funny. But when you actually go listen to the whole podcast or watch the whole thing, I was like, I don't need an hour of this character. Like, I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was trying to figure it out. And I don't know, hours and hours spent on it where I landed is I'm jealous. Do you know how many times I've DM'd Drake? He's not answered me. <laughs> I actually can go into my DMs Jess. with Drake right now and oh tell totally you what I've said Read to him. Read your DMs <laughs> to Drake. Oh my fucking god! It really made me mad that she went on some podcast and told this story about how she got big. So Jess, here's the thing: that was her answer. I DM'd yeah. Drake. Okay, what?
1: so there actually is. <laughs> I, I um, there's like there's actual questions around how like people in the industry there i listen to like um, one of my favorite podcasts about content creation and the content creator um economy is like Colin and Samir they're on youtube they have a podcast Yeah, and they did like a whole bit diving into they're kind of like authorities in the field and of content creation and they and they do interviews and like research and it's almost it's essentially journalism but they also do you know interviews and stuff with um different content creators and they had this whole like section where they they couldn't they haven't gotten her on their podcast yet, but they were just like it actually like doesn't really add up or at least the information that's out there. The information that's available about how she built this doesn't make sense. Maybe there's more to it that they're just not sharing. But um you are correct to do the dive because like, yeah, luck doesn't really account for most of it. It's a little bit of a, a mystery and it's a little intriguing. Like that's not really. Um, like she's, she's so funny. First of all, she's so funny. Talent. No one's questioning the talent. Um doing the work. She, she hasn't done it for that long. A lot of people have worked a lot longer, but like people go viral. Like that happens. Luck happens. DMing people, getting a lucky break, building something. Those things happen, but like something about how exactly it came together. doesn't quite add up, um, based on the information that at least is available or based on what she's sharing. So, it's a totally legitimate question and also totally understandable to be jealous. But honey, the time will come. The time will come.
0: The time will come. Now, I know the time will come. My read, DMs your will fucking, pay off. read
1: your fucking Drake DMs right now. Okay. If Drake isn't on this podcast, like within five years, then I don't then I don't know
0: what is real. OK. Yeah. On February 7th, 2020. Sure. <laughs> Okay, so like a, a right oh, a you, depressed time for me. I, I was
1: gonna say, but this actually oh, no. this isn't even in the pandemic yet. You can't blame this on like pandemic mania. You're right. Pandemic hadn't even this started is,
0: yet. This pre-pandemic. I was thinking 2021. This was actually You the were peak thriving. Of my life. Yeah, everyone was yeah. thriving. Okay, so that explains <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So that explains it. He came out with a song. Um I can't remember what this song is called, oh, but my there's a lyric in it that's like, um, haven't paid my taxes, I'm too turned up. And I was turned up, I'm sure. Let's see if I can see. Oh, 6 p.m. Not not midnight or anything. I just texted him out of the blue. Did you pay your taxes yet, daddy?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> texted him, not texted him. DM'd him on Instagram. OK, May 14th, 2020. About a month later, we're now in the pandemic. We're all at home, stranded. Right. I said. (laughs) And you're like, I'm just going to follow up with him because I think he's got more time on his hands now. Probably. Exactly. He must have missed my first message. 1030 p.m. Want to go on a virtual date this weekend? Oh,
1: my (laughs) God. Oh, my God. You are not doing. This was not an incorrect approach, though, because it seems like this is how he he enjoys creating like alternative PR for himself like I could see him I could based on the kinds of PR he's chosen I could see him doing like a random virtual date with a rando <laughs> With a
0: exactly fan. and May 14th I feel like that was like a week literally a week into quarantine or something yeah. maybe less than that you know no one was
1: even talking oh, sorry, about March. no one was even talking about virtual dating at this point you basically invented it in that DM exactly
0: yeah exactly like, <laughs> I'm on to something And if I get in on this now, yeah, I was also that was the time period when I was like thinking about I was like trying to be on TikTok. I was like thinking about starting a podcast, like all these things. Yeah. You are thinking about fucking Drake? Like Bobby (laughs) Altoff. I was like, go to Daddy Drake, see what he can do for me. Oh, Daddy. Daddy. Yeah. So (sighs) I don't know. I just it just made me mad. There are a lot of conspiracy (laughs) theories that she's an industry plant. Um, I don't know what to make of it. She has been, I guess, like on mom TikTok what exactly, for a couple what years. What exactly does an industry plant even mean? I don't really
1: get that. I think that there could be like weird things behind the scenes without her being an industry plant. But maybe I don't really get what that means. I think that's what they
0: mean by that. Okay. You know, like maybe there, she's there's connected. just extra strings behind the scenes. Yeah, okay. I think. OK, if she went. Her podcast was blowing up and she happened to have people on it that Drake knew so that when he saw her DM come through, oh. he responded to it and went on. But how did she get those people before That's him? What I was it's saying. almost less about yeah. the Drake of it all.
1: I think that's what I heard is that like, first of all, we're just starting gossip drama here. No one's researching shit. Don't fact check this unless you can find it on Wikipedia, but it's not out there. I did a deep it's, dive. It's not I out there. I did research, but I did hear that. <laughs> I think like her, she, he, and all those other early artists were all represented by WME talent agency. Right. Um, But that doesn't even have to be conspiratorial. That could be like, they connected you. Somebody was like, Oh, she, she's shared that she, her ultimate goal is to become an actress. And so, you know, this would be a great way to push the the wannabe actor you're representing. But to me, as a prior actor, that doesn't make any fucking sense. You know how many people want to become an actress and are represented by an agent? And that doesn't mean that Drake responds to your agent's calls. That doesn't explain anything. Yeah. Yeah. It is a little mysterious, but who knows?
0: She's super funny. She's super funny. She's super funny and also she's not. And let me say why. She is funny, for sure. And the bit is funny.
1: Well, what, it's, kind all of earlier, it's all
0: one note. It's one note. It's one note. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how you build a whole podcast off of, I mean, she is, I guess you just get different people on to do the bit with you. But like, it is, that's part of what's making me jealous and making me annoyed about it is like. It's one note and it kind of gets old and I'm like, we're not one note. We're doing like 7,000. Yeah, but Jesse, Jess, <laughs> Jesse, Jess, this is what we do. This is what we
1: do when you feel jealousy, which is the most relatable. You can feel it in a million different areas of your life, <sighs> friends, family, relationship, professional. This is how I feel about professional jealousy when it pops up for me is like, would I change anything about what I'm doing? No, then the rest doesn't matter. No. It really doesn't I'm matter. You're already DMing Drake. It really, yeah, you're already DMing Drake. There's nothing much else <laughs> to do. And the fact like, okay, yes. I also think that it is a little one note. Uh, my prediction, which I could be totally wrong. My prediction is that she doesn't seem, this is the benefit of having a lot of experience and having worked creatively for a while is that you've racked up, um, you know, like more tricks to pull out of your bag. You can sustain a career. Because a lot of people, when they get lucky early on, they get then get a lot of opportunities, but they often like they don't have a second, third, fourth idea to make the next movie, to do the next show, to do the next podcast. And then it doesn't take off for them. So it actually really doesn't. It's not a good thing to like get yeah. get your lucky chance too early before you've learned how to develop like a repertoire. Um, And it doesn't seem like she has that. So my guess based on that is that like I don't think it's going to last too long for her. But even if it did. It's not a zero sum game, right? She can have a successful thing doing the thing that she does well and you can have a successful podcast and it's just not a zero sum game. Whenever I feel jealousy, like over another YouTube channel and I'm like, fuck, I don't want other people to watch that YouTube channel. What I have to remind myself is like, if the only way people are going to watch my YouTube channel is that they never get to hear about other YouTube channels. Totally. Then, I, then i'm not making a compelling product it's that's like the way <laughs> that's like the way a lot of like extreme churches and religions run the only way they can thrive is by um blocking education about other uh, offerings in life that's yeah. the, if that's yeah. the only way you can like get believers or get viewers you're not offering a very compelling product there's room there's room for lots out there it's not a zero-sum game you're right it's true it's
0: true okay you're right totally agree with you. I think for me, the way I just channel jealousy is like, okay, that shows me that that's what I want, which I guess I already knew. Yeah. But it's more confirmation of like, okay, still want that still interested in that. Cool. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Oh, the one note thing. I really liked what you said about that. I guess I'm just, I'm already envisioning and that's fine. She can have this. Uh, It's not like I was going to have this, but I'm already envisioning. (laughs) You know how Emma Chamberlain after she blew up, she started doing the Vogue interviews on the red carpet for like the Met Gala and stuff. Mhm. Like mark my words, it's going to be Bobby Altoff in her mm, character next year. Yeah. But and and I I love like a a wild wildest dream scenario is like hosting gig for me. I love the the idea of like doing hosting gigs like that. Oh, okay. So yeah, that just makes me like Okay. Just makes me jealous. Yeah, but whatever.
1: it's so understandable. <laughs> I get it. I just promise you, your day shall come, and you shall be better prepared. You really don't. I I don't know. There's something in entertainment you don't necessarily want big things too early. I the swear to God. Break. I swear to God. Like first of all, I think I'm ready for big things. I've been doing this fucking shit forever. I you know. Um, but I I wouldn't want what Bobby. Altoff has like it's yeah, it's, it's actually going to be difficult for her. I don't know. I guess it depends. It actually, depends where she wants to go. If she just wants to go into acting, like that could work for her. But it 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 just don't matter.
0: There's room for all of us. There's room for all of us. If she's on SNL, I'm gonna choke a bitch. We can move on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had like a kind of funny sweet moment the other day.
0: Yeah.
1: I um I went on a date. With my parents and went with them together, which I don't always do. I sometimes I talked in my soul up. I yeah. like to separate them sometimes to make sure everyone behaves. But um, this is just easier to have your one on one dynamics. Like I have my relationship with my dad, my relationship with my mom. It's easier to have those. But we went out all together. To this really like sweet date night, and we all just had a blast, which like doesn't always happen when you're hanging out with your parents. We were all surprised by it. <laughs> we were all surprised by it, and um, they came to DC from the suburbs. They came to DC. We went to a really sweet wine bar, and then they drove me home afterwards. I hadn't, I think I'd taken an Uber for some reason, and they like offered to drop me off at my apartment. And I got in the car. My mom like gave me a hug and a kiss. My dad gave me a hug and a kiss. And I started walking up to my apartment, and my mom was like, My mom yelled out, she's like, We'll wait till you get inside. And, and first of all, that it reminded me of like how parents always, I remember parents always saying that when you were a kid and they would drop you off at your house and they would like, You know, you're dropping a kid off, you wanna make sure that they get inside, that someone's actually home to let them in, that the parents are in or they have their keys. I remember them always saying that. And I don't know that from my mom, who's mm. not like super tender, that from my mom, it felt like so tender and loving to me. I, it was such it was like so unnecessary, but it like I loved it. It felt really sweet from my mom. And just like I was like a little kid again and she cared oh. that I was going to be OK. And it also made me think about how I distinctly remember. I think I always loved that feeling for some reason that really captured like the way I wanted to be cared for. When I was a kid and I remember when it stopped happening, I remember clocking it as maybe like a teenager and, you know, you'd still get rides home sometimes and they would drop you at their door, at your door, in your driveway. And then, and then all of a sudden one year the cars just started pulling away. And I was like, you don't want to see if I'm going to get inside. You don't want to see if I'm going to get inside. And it really, I really remember when it stopped, it was and it was the same time where ah, for many years as like a young girl. If you're like walking alone, as like a, a young girl. If you're walking alone, people will check in on you. Strangers will be like, are you OK? Are you lost? You're like, for yeah. some reason, I was often like stranded on highways, like walking on high. Like, I don't know why
0: <laughs> in New York City on highways <laughs> in, in, in like in in D.C., on highways oh, here, like growing as up. a
1: child growing up for some reason like i i remember several times where like my sister or my mom would be fighting over who had to pick me up and i would get fed up with no one picking me up and i'd be like i'm walking home and i would walk like i would walk like 15 miles home to like oh, prove a gosh. point that no one cared about and i remember i would like often like end up on a highway or some shit and people would always like pull over or like ask if we need help are you okay and then i remember this age i was in new york I was older when that stopped happening. When when they stopped asking, like a young girl walking alone, if she was okay. Wow. And like, there's no there's no one did anything wrong. But I just so distinctly remember clocking that where I was like, you guys don't care if I'm okay anymore. Like nobody's worried about. I'm still not okay. I'm still eating Tide, but like no one's checking (laughs) in on me.
0: (laughs) Don't let this girl who's filled with Tide pods walk on the street alone. Um. That's so interesting that that's like a core memory or or like a pivotal feeling that you crave and that you like notice when it went away. I I'm fascinated by that. I'm trying to think of something similar for myself. I mean, I agree that that's a really remember, nice feeling, but do you remember that shift like both sides of that as a kid? I don't. I don't. And, you know, my parents are extremely overprotective and. Yeah, yeah overly that way I almost don't know if it's stopped for me like my family is the family that our entire group text is boarded landed and I was driving back from this wedding a couple weeks ago and my dad texted me a few hours after he expected that I had arrived back in Chicago to be like just making sure you got back to your apartment and you're, you're off the road so like my parents still do that stuff a lot Maybe the fact that they do it so willingly and like almost too much makes it something that I don't okay. particularly value or notice. I will
1: say my parents are in a lot of ways, my parents they're amazing parents and they care about me a lot and we are involved in each other's lives a lot, but in a lot of ways they're not involved. Yeah. They definitely never check about the flights. They don't give a flight. I'll be like, I'm taking off and they're like, please delete my number. Like they're <laughs> <laughs> they um I think it's because My dad's a little warmer these days, but when we were growing up, my dad was pretty um, distant and Mm -hmm. my mom is not super tender.
0: So I think those little moments were like so, so meaningful. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I can see that. Does Justin do that or do your friends? Because for me, when I kind of clocked that this was a thing was more in my adulthood when like a friend would drop me off after we hung out late. And they, a girlfriend, and they would wait for me to get inside. Or after my first date with my boyfriend, he sent me a text that was like, I'm kind of like showing my old man here, but I just want to make sure you got home okay, or something. Like those little moments I clock more than with my family.
1: My girlfriends do do it a lot. And I will say, I don't know what to make of this, but it doesn't feel the same. Um, Yeah. It is meaningful coming from my boyfriend, and he'll do that. I think more I don't know maybe it's because someone older or my boyfriend could theoretically actually protect me and all these all of my friends are five foot three like they can't protect me it's a nice sentiment and actually I do think it's important to do with girlfriends because a lot of time you're going out together you're getting drunk um I remember one time uh, just a couple months ago the guy with the weird skin behind his ear sent me home after a date at three in the morning and I was really drunk and I did not remember walking home and it was extremely dangerous like I should not have been sent we just like left a bar really late and I was like wow I should not have been fuck I don't remember walking home alone at three in the morning and um you're going out with girlfriends or whatever I I do think that's really important to do to check in But after, like, a dinner, I feel like, you know, girls will just do it after dinner. And it's like, yeah, I did get in. But I want to hear it from a parent.
0: Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Well, that's sweet that you had that moment with your mom. That's like, I need to think of what my version of that is because I'm in a constant, like, battle of how much my parents are too involved in my life and overprotective and think that they have more of a, like say and influence and like it's control very yeah over things than they really should or they really do so it makes sense it's, how it's a nice reminder to hear the other side and be like okay it it comes from a good place what did you say in your in your hater hour that, that i'm so good at patience and humility with my parents probably not mm-hmm, probably not mm-hmm. with all, everyone else we all show up Absolutely. in a special way with our family we all show up as
1: our worst selves usually with our family <laughs> But for for you, I don't think that should change how you feel about, I mean, it's nice to be able to have that empathy for your mom, but it's like, you have a different, it's a fucking different landscape over there for you. So I think the equivalent for you wouldn't be like, you know, have a little more gratitude. It's like, no, but maybe it's just whatever is the rare thing. Maybe the, maybe the rare tenderness that you get to feel from your mom is when she respects your space. Like, yeah, that's the rare thing where like, to me, I'd be like, they're respecting my space too much give me call me sometimes
0: you know yep actually totally nailed it i love that wow i'll let you know when that happens yeah (laughs) let me know (laughs) let me end on a funny complaint to bring it to bring it home okay shall i yeah you shall i don't i shouldn't have called it funny because it's not that funny but maybe you'll say that was funny instead of laughing um I'm just a little, okay, I've expressed complaints about glasses before, and I know glasses like eyeglasses, and I know that I'm going to start getting DMs that are like, you've now complained about eyeglasses enough times where I'm going to tell you to get LASIK, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that is a fair offer, that is a fair suggestion, I'll consider it. Until then, eyeglasses are not doing enough for me, (laughs) I'm currently sick, as we can all hear, and I want to wear my glasses because I'm sick at home, just being cozy. It's stupid to put on contacts on a day like that. But so when that's you such wear an interesting glasses and you have congestion in your nose, yeah. it it like pushes the snot down it's not good. and makes it worse. So I can't wear my glasses on like a lazy day at home when I'm sick because of that. It's, it's vile. It's like offensive to me that that's the way... Can they figure that out? Wait, wait, wait,
1: I need to circle back to why contacts are not a viable option in this scenario. Because they it's a lazy a day at home. Option. To me, putting in my contacts is, like, getting dressed. Like, if I still have my
0: glasses on, I feel like I'm in my PJs. Okay, for me, if I'm spending a lazy day, I don't really wear my glasses unless it's, like, lazy day at home or early morning, late night. Okay. Um... Other than that, I'm wearing like when I go out of the house and go do things, when I go out with my friends, whatever, I'm wearing contacts day to day. I do wear contacts, but if I'm sick or if I'm having an ugly night or like all those things are kind of in the same category. Yeah. I want to wear my glasses. I don't want to have to put in the effort. Well, yeah. Okay. Of contacts. I also wear daily contacts. So to waste a pair of contacts on a day that I'm sitting at home when I could be wearing glasses. That's so They're funny. expensive. I wear dailies. I throw them away after every use. So do
1: I. So do I. I have dailies now. Best move I ever made. But like so you're so that means to me that like your dailies are like I need to be witnessed if I'm going to use up a pair of dailies.
0: Yeah, somebody, It's yeah. like putting on makeup. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to use this makeup. Check me out of my contacts. Yeah. Look at my fucking unprotected eyeballs. I'm surprised that you don't relate to that. Like I wonder. I just thought that was a normal thing. Like when we're all just being sitting in our filth at home, we're wearing glasses. No, I
1: hate having something. I hate having something on my face, which does. Yes. Make it very hard to have bangs, but I, that's <laughs> not a choice for thee. That's not a choice, but I hate having stuff on my face. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I always want to take the glasses off.
0: <sighs> wow. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Wait, let me do
1: a better job of validating you.
0: No, it's fine. Somebody will send me a DM like the, <laughs> like the month moon debacle that I got so many DMs being like, Jess, don't let her tell you you're wrong. <laughs> so was like, calm down. I don't care that much. This I care about. DM me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Pers- I mean, I'm not saying that your felt experience is wrong. You feel it. In the, you feel it in the body. My enjoyment. You put it on the or spine. Or disenjoyment. Yes, your disenjoyment. I don't fully relate. But I'm what about contact every single day? Yeah, baby. Yeah. Every day of the week. Yeah, baby. Yeah. What about like a monocle Sunday? What about like a monocle? Yeah, because on ugly Sunday. Listen, if I feel too ugly, I'm getting depressed. I sometimes I, I put clothes on and do my hair just because like if I don't, I'm never coming out again. So
0: yeah, fair. But
1: like monocle, I literally please get a monocle. It doesn't even rest on your nose at all. Two separate monocles to I rest think on each cheek. it would
0: still push on the sinus because it's not just the nose. It's You're also impossible. like the, the parts of the cheeks. You're that impossible.
1: You're saying you won't just wear a double monocle.
0: <laughs> fucking entitled. Are we done? Was this science?
1: We're two science women. We're fucking done. This has been Not For Everyone. You can follow us on Instagram at Not For Everyone Pod. If you want to contribute, um, correct us on facts that we say. Uh, tell us who's right and who's wrong pit us against each other yeah pit us against each other <laughs> honestly that would be like it's gonna be this fucking like amicable bullshit that we have isn't talk about one note talk about one note we really? can't build a podcast on that forever we have to have some drama eventually we're and too it's, it's,
0: respectful we're too note. respectful
1: and neither of us well i'm pretty dramatic but jess is so amenable i don't know if we'll have a proper fight unless it comes from the DMs. So Yeah, fair enough. If you want us to become as famous as Bobby Altoff, send something divisive.
0: Or comment on something that Drake has posted recently and tag us. Like everyone decide on one of his posts and just tag not for everyone pod. Yeah. You guys can figure that out, right? Talk about Do it. That.
1: Talk talk about it in the Facebook group and decide which one. <laughs>
0: there is no Facebook group if you're confused. That was a joke. Um, but somebody could start one. I'm not on Facebook. But if someone yeah. else wants to do that, like go for it. <laughs> I do think it would be cool for our listeners to be able to like chat with each other, cool. make I know, friends. I know,
1: but then what if they what if they turn against us? What if they're like, does everyone think Caroline sucks? And then they have
0: like an outlet to talk about it. I don't know. That's part of the it's part of the showbiz, babe.
1: That's showbiz, baby. You can follow Jess <laughs> uh, at Jay-Z DeBakey on Instagram, find me on YouTube, Caroline Winkler, and we love you. See you guys. Kisses. Hee <laughs> hee.
0: But, um, bye, Justin. Bye, Justin.
1: Bye. We love you.
0: I love you. I don't, love you don't say you love you to Josh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he did say he loves you. <laughs> <laughs>